Hey y'all, it's your girl at Joy Leah, and welcome to Backstage with Joy Leah. Today, I am going to be talking to Larry Rim. He is a up-and-coming actor, and actually, he done came up, y'all. So we are going to talk to him about his story, his background, and how he has became one of Atlanta's hottest new actors. Sit back and enjoy this podcast. We gonna have fun today, y'all. Hey, y'all! Again, welcome to Backstage with Joy Leah. I am backstage. With Mr. Larry Rim. We are going to get into this conversation, y'all. Please sit back and enjoy this segment of Backstage with Joy Leah. Larry, how are you? I am good, Joy. How are you doing? I am wonderful. I am so excited to talk to you and for you being on Backstage and us getting to know you and getting to know your story. It's, you know, very interesting. I remember Brawley Hall sneaking up out of there, <laughs> coming up in there with you and Kwame and, you know, that other guy, K.I. But we've had some times, and I am just so excited about your future and everything you got going on. I watch TV, and I said, I'm like, I know this guy. You know, this, he's on this. He's on this now. So I'm so excited to you know, hear your story, and I, I know a little bit about it, but the world don't, so tell us who Larry is, and, you know, how you got started. Yeah, well, first and foremost, um, just thank you for having me on your platform, you know what I'm saying, I've been watching what you've been doing, um, I'm proud of you as well, I gotta give you your roses too, Aww. you know what I mean? You are a go-getter, you know what I'm saying? And I just love everything that you got, and you haven't even tipped the iceberg yet. So I look forward to everything else that you got coming. So, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, I started, um, oh, my gosh, man, how far do I go back? So I used to always love, like, film, like, film, TV. Um, as a kid, my mom used to, like, I live, I, I originally from North Carolina, a little small town called Kinston, and I moved to Atlanta when I was, like, 13. So when I was younger, you know, my mom on Friday, she would go to Blockbuster. For those of y'all young folks that don't know, Blockbuster is a place where you go to rent movies. Yeah. <laughs> so we would rent movies like every Friday, man, and like order pizza. And I just used to love films. And when I was in elementary school, I would start writing a little bit. And like I would use my classmates and put them in like scary horror stories. And I would read it to the class and stuff. But I just thought it was fun. Yeah. And I I got more into sports, so I kind of just kind of left that part alone. And then when I got to college, man, I was I came in as a business major, and I automatically knew I didn't want to do that. First of all, they take way too many math classes, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good on those. 
statistic. <laughs> Look, statistic. Yeah, classes, yeah, you didn't even. Statistics, and I heard, I saw how everybody was having such a tough time <laughs> with that. I, yeah, I can't do this. Okay. Um, so I got the opportunity to be an extra. Like, you know, when we was in school, that was a drum line. Yeah. Was, they were filming drum line our freshman year. And I got to do extra work, and that kind of opened my eyes. I'm like, yo, I kind of I want to do this. And then my boy Joe P, Joe Palmore, shout out to the homie. He, um, I saw him do a show on campus called Black Voices. And when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely doing this. So I changed my major to communications, radio, TV, film. I started doing plays and stuff on campus. And I just started falling more and more in love with it, man. I said, you know, I felt like I just found my home. I found my tribe. You right. Know what I mean? And um, it was just dope. And um, I worked. I did a lot of stuff on campus. Um, and then from there, once I got out of campus, I started um, taking classes and stuff outside of college, you know, working on productions with the Youth Ensemble of Atlanta. Um, and from there, uh, Miss, the late, great Carol Mitchell Leon from CAU um, got me an opportunity for me to get an agent. Okay. And once I yeah, so I got me an agent, and in 2008 is when I did my first TV thing. It's when I did Hell Day. So I did Hell Day Season 2. Um, so, you know, I've been doing it for a very long time, and since then I've had a lot of opportunities to work on a lot of shows, everything from Survivor's Remorse, Being Mary Jane, Let's Stay Together. I did two seasons on The Quad on DET. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I did Devious Maids. Um, yep, I, I remember. You were you a doctor or a patient? Yeah, yeah, I, was a, yeah I was a male nurse. Yes, I was I, I saw I watched that show, and yeah. I, I already watched the choir. But then when I was watching Devious Maids, I said, "Oh my god!" Because that show was really hot. I'm like, yeah. I know this dude. Like, I was just so shocked, and and that was you know. A few years ago, but I was so shocked to see you on that because I was like, "This is a hot show," and I think they only had like one or two seasons, but it was a great show. Yeah, yeah, it was it was dope, man. At that time, I was you know I was acting, I was also on the road touring, I was doing music and stuff. Yeah, I remember that too. I was, yeah, so I was touring all over the country, going through Canada. That was dope, and um, you know, and then I. You know, I left that, and then that's when I booked, got the quad, and then from there I did the quad, and I actually got a movie out now uh, that's, from what I hear, it's been, like, circulating on BET called Friend Request, which is, like, a romantic thriller, and I'm one of the main characters in that, and um, I actually got another movie that's uh, that's about to premiere at a film festival here in Atlanta okay. uh, next Friday, November 4th. Is this Atlanta's first film festival, or...? Nah, nah, nah. They actually, you know, Atlanta has a lot of, they do like a lot of, um, you know, film festivals and stuff. Just, a, I don't think it's advertised as much. Like, mm. they, do the, they do the Bronze Film Festival. Um, the one that mine is in is the, the Peachtree Village International Film Festival, and that's been going on for many, many years. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of, if you, if you pay attention, there's a lot of like a smaller, like, film festivals, a few big ones that happen. They come here every year in Atlanta, man, and um, it brings a lot of people out. Like, you know, I see people like Clifton Powell. Um, oh my gosh, it's it's a lot. You just see you see a lot of folks that come out and support these things. So it's dope. That is incredible. So I gotta ask you this, and I, I this is like the number one thing that I ask to actors: Do you got your sad card? Yeah, I do. Oh my I god. 
So you yeah, is really doing your thing. When you get your sad card, you there. You up there. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got, um, I was SAG eligible in 2007. 2007, I did a commercial. Um, it was a, a Chevy commercial with T.I. And um, do you see me in the commercial? No. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I was there from me doing that project and working on set for a couple of days, that made me SAG eligible. But okay. I actually didn't. I actually didn't join SAG until after my first season of the quad because in the state of Georgia, Georgia is a right-to-work state. Okay. So you don't have to have a SAG card in order to get SAG projects, you know. Um, but my thing was I want to work outside the market. Like when I shot Friend Request, I shot that in Chicago. I was in Chicago for like three weeks. Wow. You know? Yeah, so like when you go to like Chicago, you go to New York, you go to L.A., these other markets, a lot of – those may not, those, some of those aren't right to work states. So you got to have a SAG card. Or, and a lot of times they look at it as if you don't have your SAG card, they don't really look at you taking it as seriously. Okay. Okay. And then what does that mean? Like, are, are you a member? Do you pay membership? Like, or, you know, how does that go? Because I do know the SAG awards. So I know, you, you know, yeah. that stuff. But what does, you know, you kind of explained it. You, I guess living in different states, you have to have your SAG card to work. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, being a member, what does that all, you know, mean? Well, okay, so it's, it's, it's equivalent to, like, um, it's a union. Okay. So it's, just, it's, like, it's like being a union worker. So basically, you know, you get they give you health benefits. Oh. You know, um, they make sure when you're with the SAG, you can always call on them if you're on a particular production and thing and the work conditions aren't what they need to be or you know you're dealing with certain issues with certain people you have they're basically your safety net for you to go to them and make to let them know or report something that isn't going wrong and they have your back they're making sure that certain laws and stuff are in place um like you're not working over a certain amount of hours without getting a certain amount of pay um they're making sure that uh, whatever the budgets of the film or television project is um that you have a scale of what they have to pay you okay um you know what I'm saying? So basically, they keep productions on their on their P's and Q's as far as making sure they're not mistreating any of the workers. And taking advantage of people. And taking advantage, right. Yeah, exactly. that's interesting. Um, I, This is kind of off topic, but say if it was somebody like the Harry Weinstein thing with, you know, mm-hmm. people taking it, could they go to the SAG, you know, SAG associations and report stuff like that? Or is it more just for, you know, like workers confidence that type of stuff no i'm sure uh you know what i haven't thought about that but um with the with the harvey weinstein situation i think he with that i think he could have been reported he mm-hmm. probably has been reported <laughs> who knows but at the same time he was at that time he was such a juggernaut like, right he was such a big wig that even if you would have said something, it might have went to deaf ears just because of how powerful he was. And okay. that's just me speculating. I don't, you, you don't know, know what I mean? Um, I mean, you can, anybody that's in the industry, you know, that works on projects that, of course, are, are, are SAG, you know, they can be reported. Anybody can be reported to SAG, but at the same time, there's still like a hierarchy right. that I'm sure, you know, you have to go through more hoops mm-hmm. in order to get the proper just do. Okay. So, yeah. 
you know, um, and what about that casting couch? Is that is that still going on? Because that's one reason why I don't want to get into acting. I'm not trying. I'm not giving up the the goodies for no part. I'm gonna tell you that right now. But <laughs> okay, so uh, the casting couch. The cast, so of course, I mean the casting couch. Uh, from what I've heard, is a real thing. Has anyone ever approached me on some casting couch stuff? No. Um, <laughs> nah, you know what I'm saying. Um, but there are people. I mean, I feel like every industry has their own version of the casting couch. You know what I mean? It's it's you know. What are you willing to do in order to get ahead? You know, that's right. in every industry. Uh, it's, it's very well known in, in the entertainment industry because a lot of times it can be a lot more blatant. Mm-hmm. But I think, but I think since the Me Too movement has been going on and it's been going on really strong the past few years, you know, that it's kind of, um, it's being more exposed and, and very much so more frowned upon. Like right. I said, you have these, who are in these powerful positions that they were never really reprimanded for, for doing these things. So they felt like they were untouchable. Okay. You know, so they were blatant. They was doing whatever they want. But Cassie Couch is real. I think nowadays, I'm sure it still goes on, especially, like, if you have somewhat of a name or you know, people who are brand new to the industry who are trying to get in who don't know a whole lot. You got a lot of people who aren't even doing real good productions that are producing smaller stuff that are that are taking advantage right. of, of like, Yo, do this or listen, you know what I'm saying? What you willing to do or whatever. That's mm-hmm. why, I, you know, I teach a lot of actors and a lot of times I talk to, I, I, you know, when I talk to the actors and stuff, men, men and women, I say, look, man, don't, don't compromise who you are just to get something because you'll end up compromising yourself. You'll get that thing and you'll realize it wasn't everything that you thought it was going to be. True. You know, and now you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, dang, look what I gave up to get this. To get that, you know right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, some people, some people are all for the cast of cops. Like, man, look, I ain't got time to wait fifteen years. Let's go ahead and get this popping, yeah. so I can go and, and uh, get up in the world. Well, I'm glad um, you didn't have to go through any of that. I mean, you seem like you just took your time. Whatever, yeah. you know, when the right road come, you took it and you didn't compromise yourself. So let's get into how you said how you teach other actors. So you, you know. When it comes to that, do you have like an acting school, like how, or you're just mentoring? How does how does that go? Yeah, a little bit of both. So I work with uh, I've worked with Dwayne Boyd uh, Premier Actors Network, um, which is right here in Atlanta. It's Indicator, um, and we we uh, do classes at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center. And um, I've been working with Dwayne. I started coaching acting in 2007, but I started working with him in 2009, and I'm still with him today. And um, I've worked with a lot of actors, a lot of people that you see now on television doing their thing. Um, some of them have come through us. And um, so I work with them. I also mentor because a lot of them pulls you to the side and they ask you questions. They want to pick your brain, and, and I'm there for that as well. Um, I'm looking to soon uh, start my own thing. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I'm on the ground. I'm on the ground level of that right now, just trying to get my curriculum, how I want to put that thing together. Um, because I do want to teach, I want to teach act, I want to teach scene study, I want to teach improv, and I want to teach uh, beginning screenwriting, you know, because I do think that um, as actors, we all, you know, I look at acting like, as far as getting chosen, 
Remember when you was in like elementary school, y'all would go outside and play kickball and they pick the team captains. Yeah. And they'd be like, all right. Uh, and you're all out there like, pick me, pick me, pick me. That's kind of how I look at how the industry is a lot. It's like you're waiting to be picked when you could be out there creating your own content. Right. Your own because when you do that, more people are liable or liable to look at you and be like, yo, I see what they're doing over there. Let's bring you in over here. So, you know, just off of residual, you get opportunities to do more acting when you're doing your own stuff. That is true. I, I agree with you yeah. on that. Don't wait for somebody to pick you. Be be do do your own thing because people would rather work with you more when they see that oh she's not playing or he's not playing. They're doing their thing, you know. Cause they, yeah, because they don't because don't nobody want to babysit you and, and uh, feel like they gotta be on your back to hold you accountable. If they see that you already doing the work, yeah, that means that's one less thing that they gotta worry about. I don't gotta worry about this dude meeting their deadlines. Um, you know, uh, producing or, or doing whatever it is that we agree to do because you're already doing it. And, you know, I think that makes a huge difference. And that I think you should make yourself more valuable. I don't care what that means. Um, you know, you want to act? Okay. Also, learn how to write. All right. You want to, uh, you don't want to write? Okay. Learn how the producing thing works. You know, if you don't want to do that, hey, have you ever thought about getting into casting and finding other talent? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, make yourself more valuable. The more valuable you are, you know, everything else, you can be, you have to, you'll be undeniable. Like, they'll have to be like, you know, why not pick this person? Like, it's a no-brainer. That's true. I, that is very mm-hmm. much true. So, you know, being a black actor and in mm-hmm. the industry. I'm black. Yes, you are. Look at <laughs> What are some obstacles that, you know, you have to go through? to, you know, get those roles and get the good roles, I would say, that, you know, we normally don't get? Um, I think traditionally, like, like for me, first getting started, a lot of time is resources and um, exposure. Okay. You know, a lot of times, you know, I mean, you get a lot of people of other cultures and I think, and, and I can say some some black folks as well, but you get a lot of people who understand, like, the white folks or whatnot, who know the industry, they might have grew up in the industry, or they know some, or their parents are, are, are in a situation where they know somebody who knows somebody who can probably give you give you a look. Um, so you have that. I mean, with us, it's, it's very much so, I mean, like anything else, I feel like we have to work harder yes. to, just, to just get on the same plane. We got to work twice as hard. Yeah. You know, so you really have to be on your stuff. You got to know your stuff. You got to know your work. You got to be consistent. You're not as forgiving when you make mistakes. Um, you know what I'm saying? On, on the outside world. And you really have to push. Like, nobody's going to hand it to you. Um, and that's not in, you know. And I'm sure, and I'm sure, you know, Caucasian people, I'm sure they have their, their obstacles and their struggles too. Yeah. Uh, but I, just from me and just from, from my experience and seeing people, though, I've seen so many people coming to this thing who are extremely talented, like that are super dope, but they never get the opportunities or, or they looked at like, you know, they might get an opportunity to audition, but because somebody else has a lot of followers or somebody else has, you know, they know this other person, yeah, they bring them in instead. It becomes a nepotism thing. Like, and, and am I against nepotism? No, because <laughs> And, and, and I only say that because I know that eventually I'm going to get to a point where, you know, I'm going to create my own films and my own television shows and stuff 
and I want to work with who I enjoy working right, with. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's with anything. So, you know, um, it's it's messed up on when you're on the, when you're not on the receiving end of the nepotism. Mm-hmm. It's kind of messed up. But it's like I also, I get it. Um, so that's why I also tell people, man, make yourself more valuable. Create your own table. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry was a huge example of building your own table. Creating your own table. Into your table. And, dog, he's, his business model is is superb. Right. And he works <laughs> you know with I mean? who he want to work with. If he want to keep bring the people back from his plays and make yeah. them famous, that's what he want to do. Why bring somebody else new in when I already got somebody? I, you can be, dude, you can be the greatest actor, but you can be an asshole. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can be super dope, but don't nobody want to work with you because they don't want to deal with everything that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and so that's why I say I get it, man. Like some people, it is unfortunate that I've seen who don't get the opportunities because because they are really talented and they also had they are also really good spirits, like really just great human beings. Um, and my heart goes out to them. But I also see people who don't get the opportunities who are talented, and I be like, I kind of get it. <laughs> you kind of a jerk, right? yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You kind of a diva, and don't nobody really want to deal with that diva energy for. 12, 14 hours a day, five days a week. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? It, it can become exhausting um, yeah. to deal with. And word gets around in production so quick. Like, if I'm, if I go into a set and I'm rude to, like, a PA or whoever, um, like nine times out of ten, three, four other sets might hear about that before this production is over. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm so now, like, yeah, so you need to be good to everybody. I don't care from the executive producer all the way down to the person in crafty who's giving you your snacks. Like you need to be, you need to show everybody respect, approach everybody with love and you know what I'm saying? And allow that to be your legacy and your reputation because that's going to make people want to continue to work. Wow. These are some good nuggets that you're giving. So what is for, for real? Cause I mean, I'm learning shoot. You're changing my perspective about actually being in the industry. So, what is your, like, dream role? What is the role that, and I know you probably already had it because you are coming up, my boy, but what would I, what would I say or you say would be the dream role? Like, this is, this is what I'm going after. Oh, man. You know what? I've been asked this question a few times, and I, every time I'm, okay, so I love, I love roles of people who are, who are very grounded, and I know that's very vague, but I love grounded people who have gone through a particular kind of struggle, and um, and you're kind of speaking for that voice who normally doesn't isn't spoken for. Okay. Um, so I like like for instance, like that that little boy who went through a lot of trauma as a kid, and the outside world doesn't see the trauma that he's gone through. And now he's become a man, but now he's stifled because he doesn't really know or he was never taught what that what that man is or who that man is supposed to be or how that man is supposed to maneuver through certain situations. And he's constantly disappointed and constantly hurt. And he had and it's basically his battle cry of how do I of of overcoming all of that um as an adult. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um I like I like a story like that because I think those stories aren't told as often as I would like it to be. Okay. Because you always get the you always get the man who always has to be either he's really tough or he's really funny 
or you know what I'm saying. And those are great too because I love doing comedies, and you know what I'm saying. I, and I would love to get into action as well. But I can I see you doing love, that definitely in the action. That thing, that thing that people that like the regular person at home that just has like your everyday nine to five can sit back and be like, "Yo, I can I can relate to that." You know what I mean? Um, I just like that. I want to do stuff that touches people, like whether it's in a happy way, whether it's in a way that makes you think about certain things. Like I love that, and my my guilty pleasure is I would love to play uh, a werewolf. <laughs> like that's, I know that was super, totally opposite of what I just talked about, but I also really love to play a werewolf in a film. Uh, if anybody's listening, we got a werewolf script that is dope. I want to do it. I heard that. Werewolf. Okay. Uh, teen <laughs> Wolf. Right, right. That was a good movie, though. I ain't even going front. Come on, man. Classic. Classic. Yes, yes. So what would you tell a uh, up-and-coming actor or actress that wants to get into the industry? You know, a young boy or, well, I would say a young boy. Like, what would you tell them? you know, what they can do or how they can get in it. Like, what are some things, or what, you know, even with your acting school and the people you mentor, like, what what would you tell them? Constantly take take classes, constantly train. Um, I don't care if you're training with me, but be training with somebody. I even know people who can't afford to take classes, but they'll get a group of friends together. They'll look online, they'll find some scripts, and they'll workshop scripts together. They'll get together like one, two times out the week and they'll just go over scripts and they'll just give each other feedback. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So um, training doesn't always mean going to pay for a class. You know what I'm saying? It could just mean since I can't do that, I'm going to do this instead and I'm still going to get my reps in. Because I look at acting, I look at acting the same way I look at sports. Like, I can't go into um, I can't go into the NFL if I've never been on a football field. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't be I can't be a bodybuilder if I've never done a push up. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to get in, you have to understand it because a lot of there's a lot of people out here who think that just because they got a good look or just because a few people said that they're funny or they're natural that they can just automatically hop in. Now, sometimes those people get their opportunities, but sometimes if they don't have the skill to go along with it, they burn out really quick or they get, uh, their ceiling is really low as far as what they're capable of doing, you know. So I would say constantly train, um, read scripts, watch movies. Movies is like your master class. Find, find two, three, four actors that you love watching and study them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Add it to it and try some of the stuff that you, that you, uh, that you see. Still like an artist. Um, Denzel Washington studied Sidney Poitier. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the actors, a lot of the actors now are um, like your Damson Idris and Snowfall. You know, a lot of them study Denzel Washington. You know, so study people and then take what you can from them and then like create your own voice within that. You know what I'm saying? Once you find it. Um, always stay hopeful. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So don't think that you're going to get famous in two days because it doesn't, it, a lot of, in most situations, it doesn't it work don't, that way. It don't, right. You know, and um, you know, keep keep a good circle of people around you that are always encouraging, willing to tell you when you're doing something wrong, but also they're they're giving you that with love, and they're also encouraging you to push yourself to be better. And I think when you do that, a lot of times things end up working out. It may take a while, but it'll work out if you stick with it. 
That's true. That's that's really good to know. Um, who is your favorite actor or actress? Who do you study? I got a man. I got a list of these things. Um, <laughs> but who would be your top two or top three? Okay, so um, I am a really big Don Cheadle fan. Oh yeah, I like I him. The, I, I like love him. Don Cheadle. Uh, Tom Hardy. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy is really really dope to me. I think, um, oh my gosh, oh, uh, Jeffrey Wright is amazing, um, Meryl Streep, Viola Davis, I know Ooh, I'm Meryl, no, I love me some Meryl Streep, like, yeah, Meryl Streep, like, when I look at Meryl Streep, every role that she's ever played is totally different from the, like, there yes. are no two characters that she played that were the same, and That's I mean, from voice inflection, from Body, body movement, uh, just cadence of, of, of speech. Like, it's, it, they're all totally different. Yes. Um, and that's, I was like, dog, she's like a surgeon. She's dope. Uh, she's super dope. Uh, of course, Viola Davis. And, oh my gosh. Uh, and I, I think Jamie Foxx is really, really dope. Yeah. I just think, I think Jamie Foxx is super, super dope. And I think Jamie Foxx, what he does is, um, Sometimes you don't really agree with some of the movie, some of his movie choices. However, I think that he just loves performing. He just enjoys, he just enjoys movies, you know. And I and I love him for that. Um, so yeah, I love actors who are versatile. I love an actor who can do comedy and turn around and also do a drama. Okay, and be just as effective. Wow. It's such a long list. I know, but you gave a good list. You gave a good list of people who, you know, are great in in what they do. I love Don Cheadle. I ain't even going to lie. He is great. uh, Like, and he's, in my opinion, he's not on, they feel like he's not on a Denzel level, but he really is. The man does his thing. Did you see him in Devil, Devil in a Blue Dress? Yes, that's what I'm saying. He does his thing. That man... I mean, just from the beginning of when he started acting till now, his roster is crazy. And he, you know, he's he's not spoken to or spoken about like a Denzel, but he really is up there. And, you know, he does his thing. So I'm glad you even named him because he is really like top tier, top, top tier. Because when you ask most people that question, I mean, of course you're going to go to the the known ghosts. Yes. You know, you're going to go to Denzel Washington. You're going to go to uh, uh, Al Pacino, and you know, you know, you're going to go to Daniel Day Lewis, who is like amazing. Yes. You know, so you're going to go to the usual suspect. Oh, one thing again, going back to 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 training. um, For those people who think they don't need training. Keep this in mind. Denzel still has an acting coach to this and day. To this, but I, I bet you a lot of them do because you, when you get these new roles, you gotta, you know, like you said, you're an artist. You have to, you know, work on that craft. You, you don't just have it. You, you gotta keep going at it. And if you think you have it, it's time to retire. You know what I'm saying? It, it really, really is. You gotta keep the momentum going, and yeah. that is so cool. Dude, skill, skill will always outlast talent. If you just leaning on your talent, you're only going to go but so far. 
But when you have a skill, when you actually know the the dynamics of the and the intricacies of this of this art, you will always work. Yeah. You will always that's tight. That's tight. That's that's a good nugget to know, y'all. Denzel still has an acting coach, and yeah. it's it's very prevalent. You could tell. So, how do people get in contact with Larry Rim? How do they, you know, do they just email you, inbox you? Like, how how does that go? Yeah. So, um, social media tag. Uh, my IG is Remy R H E M Y. 2.1, because my birthday February 1st, Aquarius. Okay, Aquarius. Birthday about to be 40. <laughs> you already, man, you already know. <laughs> man. And, um, so yeah, so but you don't look it. Life. You don't look it. I'm going to tell you that right I'm now. You still it. playing them little young roles. You... Dude, I was on the choir playing an 18-year-old <laughs> and I was like 34. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, Remy 2.1, on my IG, on uh, Twitter, it's uh, Remy and the number one. Uh, and my email, if you want to reach out to me via email, it's Remy, R-H-E-M-Y-E-N-T at gmail.com. So Remy Entertainment um, at gmail.com. Okay, uh, Remy E-N-T. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I'm a business. I'm a business. I'm uh, You're a commodity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a corporate. I've incorporated myself. So... You know what I mean? I'm trying to Remy Entertainment is is the is the company, but I will have like my production company and stuff will be under an umbrella under all of that. And like anything else I do from teaching acting classes, teaching writing, um, yeah. So yeah, you know that's trying to trying to build legacies here. Yes, and you guys seriously, if you want to get into acting, if you want to just learn the craft, definitely reach out to him. He has a school. He's starting his own stuff. And I'm just excited to keep watching what you're doing because you are such an inspiration when it comes to the whole acting world. How many people was at Clark at the time we were there? And to see you and what you're doing, you're in your own lane, brother. You are in your own lane and you're doing it. And I I can't wait for you to go up there and either be on the Oscars to get yours or at least presenting. Because the time, it will definitely come because you are really, you know, working on your craft. So, um, so you know, any shout-outs or anything you want to give? Uh, a lot of them. Look, first of all, shout-out to you for having me come on this platform. Like I said, I've known you since 2001, uh, you know, uh, with Kwame, like my boy Kwame and, and Ray and all them folks, you know what I'm saying, we used to kick it. You were always super cool, super funny, super down to earth. I have nothing negative to ever say about Joy. Like Aww. you just always been like you just always been like the the roundaway girl from the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that everybody wants to kick it with. Like, is Joy gonna be there? Is Joy coming through? I like Joy was like she's so dope. So definitely shout out to you. Um, shout out to Clark Atlanta University because without Clark Atlanta University, I don't think I'd be doing this. Um, uh, you know, my family, uh, I'm married now, so my wife, you know what uh-huh. I'm saying, my wife, my little, my little girl, London, my little yeah, three-year-old. little baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, um, all of the people that I, that I work with, this, it's a lot of you all to name, just know that y'all are very close to my heart. I love you all and I wish nothing but unlimited blessings and joy to everybody. Oh, great, y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you, Larry. Thank y'all so much for listening to this segment of Backstage with Joy Leah. I will be back with my list, but we have had a time talking to Mr. Larry Rim. 
learning this stuff, learning these nuggets, getting into acting. Look, it is what it is, y'all. So I will be right back. And thank y'all for listening to Backstage with Joy Leah.